you know, because we said that we were going to, in addition to explore the industry, we were going to start exploring inside. We're going to start exploring humanity. That made it so that the podcast was going to become inextricably linked with us, our lives, who we are, how we level up. We're listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. This is a podcast in which we sit down with actors, writers, directors, agents, managers, casting directors, fitness and personal finance gurus, and a whole bunch more people, industry professionals of all callings who've been there, done that, and are doing it again. And of course, you guys know us by now. We are and always have been just two dudes with a podcast. We hope that we've never pretended to know everything or know anything, really. We we believe in coming at all of life with beginner's mind. And that's a theme you're going to hear a lot more about in this final episode of Inside Acting with me, Trevor Elgott. And I'm AJ Meyer. And uh, as you heard in episode 314, we will, well, we'll say goodbye not only to Trevor hosting and producing this podcast, but also to really the end of an era for Inside Acting Podcast. We'll take this opportunity to look back, reflect, express our gratitude, and give a fond farewell for now. Support for this episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by Rehearsal Pro, the current version of Rehearsal, the essential app for actors, which is available right now inside the iOS app store for your iOS device. You guys, if you want to learn your lines, be off book for your auditions quickly and reliably and have fun doing it, have fun exploring your character, making stronger, bolder choices and doing a bunch more so you can walk into the room, to the office and book the crap out of it every single time. We're not exaggerating. That's actually what will happen if you use this app as directed. Go to rehearsal.pro slash IAP right now where you can learn all about some of the really cool new features in this newest version of Rehearsal, both uh, existing features and planned and upcoming features. It's a groundbreaking app. It's designed by actors for actors. You will love it. Check it out right now. Rehearsal.pro slash IAP. Hey, Trev. Dude. I don't know what to do. I know, right? It's, 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 it's an odd sensation being here at this final episode. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get some of the housekeeping just out of the way so we don't have to worry about it anymore. We just focus on, you know, some of the things that we wanted to, I don't know, accomplish, if that's the right word for this episode. So for those of you who somehow haven't heard or maybe you skipped ahead, a couple of things are happening. Uh, first of all, the podcast is going on a hiatus for an indefinite period of time. And when it comes back, it will be quite different. Not even sure, really sure what that's going to look like um, because uh, this is Trevor's final IAP episode. And in an effort to simplify things, we will also be shutting down the membership so if you are 
auto charged uh, by PayPal for that and you don't want to continue supporting the podcast as a just a donation because obviously we understand that people are expecting a, a certain amount of added value to that donation that is totally cool we are being as diligent as possible and getting to people as soon as we notice that they're being renewed yeah just let us know stay in contact we uh, i hope that our listeners especially those that are in the you know sort of inner circle that is the membership i hope they understand we're not the kind of people that would like you know just keep stringing that paypal credit along we're not going to do that so if you want to you know, leave it to us as a, as a donation and, and not just to us, but to the podcast and to the community so that the episodes themselves can stay online. Um, that's very gracious of you. And part of the reason why we're even still here is because of people like that. But if, if not, we completely understand there's no hard feelings whatsoever, zero hard feelings whatsoever. Just let us know, um, so that we can, uh, take care of it. A million and one ways to get a hold of us. But uh, Trevor, what is is there a specific email that's making things easier from from your end um, in managing that? Yeah, uh, support at insideacting.net is really the best way to to go about it. And every time those PayPal's not, I mean, Patreon didn't exist when we first started this podcast and started accepting contributions from the community, um, and, and you know, in the form of money. Um, so we used PayPal and PayPal is not really built for this kind of thing. It doesn't have, like JJ just said, it doesn't have uh, notifications, doesn't have advanced warning. There's no way to really communicate through that platform or offer anything other than like a receipt. So if you are interested in discontinuing your contribution to the podcast, completely understandable. Um, the best way to do it is to find your most recent PayPal transaction from us and click on the link to edit your profile in PayPal. PayPal. There should be some sort of link in that email to log into PayPal and and edit you know, how and when you're charged. Uh, so the best thing to do would be to cancel it on your own. But if you'd like, um, we can take the extra step of going in and doing that for you. But we need to know that you'd like to do that. So sending an email to support at insideacting.net goes straight to me and I will make that happen for you. Perfect. All right. Well, like I said, I just wanted to get the, um, not their unpleasantries out of the way, but, uh, certainly not, um, the most fun <laughs> of topics. Trevor and I were talking before we started recording and it's just like, it's, it's just weird, bittersweet. And well, you mentioned it, after we started recording as well. So we also have some people we want to thank. I think the, I think the last time this show was just the two of us was maybe episode three or something. It has never been, you know, just the two of us. And so I, I, I definitely, we both definitely wanted to take a moment to thank <clears throat> all of the people who have made it possible from the inside out. Um, obviously we know that our listeners and members and supporters over the years have been, um, you know, helping us from the sort of the outside in, if you will. But from the inside out, we had amazing team members over the years, um, including our first ever producer, Nelson Murray, Cesar, Game Cesar Gameño. What did he, he um, helped edit or something, Trev, back in the day? Yeah, he was, a technical, so long. he was a technical producer for several episodes. Yeah, Cesar really, he really chipped in and, and, um, did some awesome work for us for a while. So thank you, Cesar. 
I feel like you did a great job of like setting a bit of a tone too on what was possible with, with the production too, not necessarily in, in, in terms of, um, one thing like quality or efficiency or whatever, but all of the above, I, I definitely, um, appreciated that. Um, someone else who stepped in for just a couple of episodes similarly was, uh, Christopher Gray edited a few of our, our interviews way back in the day. We've had a few people handle the PR side of things, social media and public relations. Timothy Patrick Waterman did, uh, like completely changed the game for us. We, I felt when he came in, I felt like, wow, we haven't been doing anything when it comes to social media. It felt like we were like, like we didn't even have a Twitter or a Facebook. But, you know, when he came in, he he really changed the changed the game up. Yeah, he really did. He, he stepped up with graphics and all sorts of community engagements. And I, I realized once I saw the work he was doing that I, I had grown quite out of touch with what social media had, had evolved into over the years. So, Timothy, thank you for your work, man. And it was a joy working with you. Gadali Gubrick, marketing web director extraordinaire, the architect, to borrow a term from the Matrix, behind uh, the membership. He put all of that together, helped us with our redesigned uh, website, and really got a lot of uh, the technical side of things up and running and off the ground so that, you know, we could, for instance, you know, take certain kinds of donations on uh, the website and stuff. Um, Just indispensable, really. A lot of our web presence would would not even exist were it not for him. Yeah. Yeah. Godali put in a lot of heavy lifting behind the scenes, a lot of work. So thank you for that, Godali. Our community manager, the light of every event that we ever put on, uh, Deborah Smith. There's I feel like there's a reason she's always up to a million things. And it's because of her amazing attitude. Like in order to be up to as many things as she is at once, you'd have to have a smile on your face all the time and be like the the sort of go-getter that she is. Yeah. I, I almost don't know how she does it. I mean, De- Deborah is just one of those people that just multitasks like a champ with a smile and she always has time and she's always available and she does such high quality work. Uh, and she's also just crushing it with her acting career. Uh, I was really honored to, to, uh, have worked with her and to see what is possible when you bring a different way of being to the work and she just makes it all look effortless. It was a real joy to, to work with her. So thank you, Deborah. Obviously, uh, this person means more to me than her work in public relations for us, but Jasmine Bristow came in and did PR for us for a while and also crushed it. You know, it was really cool getting to work with my significant other, like having her on the team and contributing in the, in that way. Yeah. If you don't know by now, honey, I love you. And I'm so grateful that we get to create awesome stuff together. Mm, yeah. Jasmine's awesome, man. And she's on such a cool journey. These, these past few months with, uh, like mindfulness and meditation. I've been following her Instagram and just really enjoying, uh, her posts and, I remember the first time I met Jasmine and I got the world's best hug. She just, it was actually here at at my place. I remember um, she was visiting from Australia and you and I had just recorded an episode, AJ, and we stepped outside and uh, I guess she had been waiting for you outside or was just giving you a ride somewhere. Maybe you were giving her a ride somewhere. I I don't know exactly what was going on, but, but she said, Hey, you know, I'm Jasmine. I listen to the podcast and 
it was just the the warmest, most uh, like loving, inviting, accepting embrace of another human being that I I think I may have ever experienced. And <laughs> and I if 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 I had known that that was just one tiny sliver of the larger being that she is. I think I would have like broke down in tears or something because she's she's pretty uh, she's a pretty magnanimous soul, and I'm not I'm not like saying these words to sound like cool or poetic or whatever. That's really how I feel about her. Jasmine's an incredible human being, and it was a joy to work with you, Jasmine, uh, on the podcast. Thank you for lending your time and talent and energy. <laughs> Back when we were just friends. <laughs> oh man, time is a funny thing. We got this awesome new look when we redesigned the website, uh, got a new logo and a few other graphic uh, elements. And that was all thanks to a listener who just wanted to lend her artistic abilities and 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 support to the podcast. And that was Fern Lim, who I you know got a chance to, to meet uh, in New York, which was really cool. Anyway, just a, just a cool experience to have someone like that who's just been a longtime listener kind of pitch in from the from the outside um, it was really cool. Yeah, Fern's awesome. I had uh, coffee with her just a month or two ago here in L.A. She was visiting, and uh, we really clicked, man. I really just uh, – she's so smart and enthusiastic and talented, and she's a hustler, and she's just bouncing around from all sorts of – and she just pays attention to life. I get this email newsletter she sends out every week or so called The Little Things, and it's a collection of tiny – I don't know, observations and, and like the, the, you know, the in-between moments that make up a life and it's just beautiful. And I, I really admire her as a creative person and someone who's just constantly thinking and swimming upstream and, and challenging the status quo and, and seeking to evolve in like the most fun and buoyant way. The person who completely redefined again, our public relations and, um, and probably, <laughs> I would say like if results, you know, speak for, you know, speak for themselves kind of thing, she probably got us the most followers if that, you know what I mean? Like on Twitter and Instagram, but Grace Gordon came in and just like started just crushing it. And she's still very much, um, you know, involved. She's always, you know, liking and retweeting tweets and just connecting with the podcast and, and, and more importantly, probably more importantly, connecting with our listeners and the community around, uh, the podcast and around the acting community. Um, and I've always admired that and, and sort of been inspired by like, man, I wish like, I want to be, I want to be like Grace when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Grace is amazing. We, we bonded a little bit over our, our shared love of reading. Uh, we're both sort of self-confessed book book nerds and uh i've really enjoyed uh getting to know the fierce intelligence and maturity that is this 22 year old woman uh in the entertainment industry that is grace gordon she's also a philly native so uh we we connect on a few different levels um and yeah she really did take you know the standard that timothy had set for our social media and really bumped it up to a whole new level with just engagement and heart and encouragement and community Grace, uh, you are amazing. If you don't know that already, here it is again. You are amazing. Thank you. And uh, you'll hear more from and about this powerhouse of a woman later in the episode. But the one who has stuck with us longer than anyone else for reasons we have uh, yet to discover (laughs) because 
I don't know how anyone would put up with the two of us for this long. Our uh, longtime production coordinator and current production coordinator, the powerhouse that is Jen Levin. Yeah. Talk about work ethic and attention to detail. Um, mm. That Jen, those two strengths in the same person are a true gift to the world, to productivity, to anybody who has the good fortune to work with you in the future. Uh, just if you never need a testimonial of some kind from us, just let us know because, um, you have kept this thing on track in countless ways over the years, uh, helping set things up, organize things, coordinate things, not to mention the least of which are live events, man, I, I don't know how we would have pulled off the, uh, the live parties for uh, episode 200 or 300 and, and all the various things at SAG after foundation and man, um, Jen, you are uh, a real gift to to uh, well, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not productivity, but 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 the organized workforce, uh, as it were. The, you your strengths and talents are really something to behold, and we got to experience it firsthand. And you very much have helped bring the podcast to to where it is today and everything it's been. So thank you for everything that you uh, are. And continue to be in your life and work. Oh man, that was that was harder than I thought it was going to be. I mean, easy to say those beautiful words about those beautiful people, but oh man, it's like a "this is your life" episode. Um, so I thought what might be interesting, since this is kind of like the only quarterly review our listeners are going to get for this year. Really, we haven't put out you know our typical quarterly review episode, I thought it might be interesting to take a similar viewpoint, but do it from the perspective of the entire 10-year run of the podcast. So before you uh, hit pause or fast forward thinking, oh my God, I can't listen to 10 years worth of a review, it's really just what we've sort of learned as as people, as humans. So like, what was it, our 300 and first episode, we did like lessons learned from 300 episodes. And that was more about like art, uh, acting and the podcast. So this one, I thought we could focus on ourselves, you know, how we've grown, what things we've heard from guests that really changed our mindset and, uh, and helped us to, um, move forward in our goals and our vision for our lives respectively. And then I thought maybe we might talk about what it means to leave a legacy. And then we've got a couple of other things that we want to talk about before we sign off. So Trevor, I almost went, what worked? What didn't work? Uh, <laughs> what's next? Yeah. Um, but in a way, yeah, it's so like, I guess, you know, if we could keep it to like, I don't know, say two or three things, main things from the last 10 years in your personal life, like where you have grown and then, you know, if you can tie that into the podcast, great. And if not, you know, no big deal. But I'm just curious, you know, what you feel like were some of the biggest sort of impact points for you. Oh, man. Uh, well, starting this podcast was definitely the best decision I've I've made uh, in a long, long time. <laughs> in my 37 years on, on this planet. Uh, and I was so, you know, doing it with you is the only way it, it could have happened. Uh, and it taught me a lot about fear and a lot about uh, commitment and a lot about 
uh, ego and control. I'm talking about my own ego and control, controlling tendencies um, that I saw rear their ugly head from time to time. And I know that people on the team also experienced that. And I, you know, I, I look back on a lot of that with a, with a lot of embarrassment. But I also accept that you know we are evolving fluid beings, and that we all have you know stuff like that, that that comes up. So I'm not beating myself up for it, but but the self awareness that came from producing something and being so committed to the quality of it uh, and, and uh, you know, doing that every single week, more or less for nine years plus really taught me a lot about how to be as a person. But it's been an interesting journey because, because the acting thing has sort of faded into the background for me. The, the, the fire that used to light me up when it comes to acting started to dim and sort of flicker out from time to time, uh, starting, I don't know, I want to say like my early thirties. And I think that's a common thing. If you look around the industry, you don't see a lot of, you see a lot of actors in their twenties, a lot of people really hungry, willing to do whatever it takes in their twenties. And in their thirties, they, they tend to, you know, get married and have kids and start careers and start to say, well, I don't know if I'm willing to put up with the, the things that I need to put up with to continue this lifestyle in this way. And so you see a lot of people, I don't want to say drop out of the game, but they back off and many of them don't ever come back. And so it was an interesting journey for me to continue to produce this and have this, the focus that I wanted to sort of explore here with you, AJ, and with our listeners and guests, have it move from the art and the craft and the industry and the business of acting and the technology, all those things, and move more towards like, you know, who... who who do you have to be in order to enjoy this journey? And it's not just a journey in the mm. entertainment industry. It's a journey as a creative being, as an artist, as as a sensitive person. I've said this time and time again on the show, but I've come to realize that, that artists are very sensitive people. And that's sort of what drives us to express ourselves and create and make these things that we make. We don't, we don't walk through life shrugging things off quite as easily as I think some people do. And so we end up in this insane industry uh, pretending to be other people <laughs> and feel things <laughs> and experience things and express things in a heightened way in fictionalized circumstances, but that are no less uh, true, no less real. So that was a trip, uh, shift, having that shift. And then um, personally... It all really came to a head for me a little over a year ago when my brother unexpectedly died. Uh, that was sort of like a big shift in everything for me. I started re-evaluating everything in my life and about myself. And around that time, uh, I started to really sort of get what meditation was all about. It took me about two years to get to a point where like, oh, this is what you're really after when you are meditating every day, when you're sitting in silence by yourself in a chair, in a room or wherever you choose to meditate. And, and then starting to explore around that time, starting to explore other methods of creativity in, in, uh, in earnest as well. Uh, you know, really delving into, you know, photography and writing and music and no longer seeing those things as a distraction from one another, but as one big sort of, ocean of creativity that sort of, uh, you know, fed, fed in, into itself. So I, I wish I had a sort of a, a nice, you know, wisdom nugget to sort of share with our listeners, but, but the, it's been a, a strange journey of becoming, uh, who I am now today. And, and 
I feel I've shared this with you before we started recording. I feel less informed about who I am and what I'm doing than I ever have in my life, but <laughs> I am strangely more at ease and okay with that. I am more comfortable in that place because it feels the most real it ever has. Like I'm, I'm willing to accept that. I, I think I shared this a few episodes ago. I, I literally have lost my ability to like fake it. <laughs> to like, to like be fake with people. I, I, I can't do it anymore. I like, I cannot do it. I have, you know, some ingrained people pleasing habits that still rear their head. But, uh, as far as like, uh, you know, pretending I'm somebody that I'm not, I, I can't, I can't do that anymore. And, uh, it's been a sort of scary place to feel naked in that way in the world, but also I wouldn't trade it for anything. So, uh, I don't know what's next. If we're looking at sort of 10 years past and 10 years ahead, maybe I, I have no idea what's next. I'm, I'm old enough now not to say never, uh, you know, I have no idea what, what will, what will happen, where I'll go, what I'll feel called to do where, you know, who knows, but I feel really excited about it. I feel really, you know, excited <laughs> for the journey and, um, I'm talking a lot, so I'm going to end it there. <laughs> that was amazing. I, I wait. Can you just repeat what you said about not being able to fake it anymore? Like, what? How exactly did you put that? Like, I can't. I don't know. I don't know that it was any more complicated than than what I just said, but it it just really like it hit me. Yeah, um, it's yeah. Oh, you said you said you feel like you've lost the ability. Yeah. to fake it right yeah yeah it, it, it feels that way and i think that that really started to solidify and cement as a as a thing for me uh again i i, I know i talk about this a lot it was a very momentous turning point in my life you know a little over a year ago when my brother died it was just sort of like boom everything was real everything was present everything was was finite everything had a had an end date an expiration date all of a sudden i was very mortal everybody in my life was very mortal um and i i i you know i waste a lot of time in my life and i i'm trying to get better about being intentional about how i spend my time but i'm still not quite there but one thing i i can't do anymore because of of that experience which is still ongoing i i still have you know many days where i'm just you know in my shit uh, around that it, i don't know that i'll ever ever you know stop or go away just sort of changes but uh i i just i couldn't like go into public and not feel what i was feeling and that was really nice actually uh because i i stopped caring I stopped trying to put on a happy face or to be, or, or to impress people or to give them what I thought they wanted. And, you know, someday if I do really decide to return to acting full bore, I think this will inform my entire approach to everything. I, I feel like I will take everything I've learned and just leave it behind and just show up and say the words, however I feel them and, uh, and trust that everything that needs to be there is there because, um, I don't know how to think anymore. I I almost don't know how to act anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I, it just, it feels real in a, in a good and scary way. Everything about living right now. The irony of you being in that place and not acting is, is cr almost crazy. Like I'm like, this would be the time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this well, would the, be the time for you to get like the role of a lifetime. Well, the funny thing is I look at actors and I'm like, 
increasingly awed by what they do. I'm just in awe of what some actors can do. I, I saw a good friend of the podcast, Michael Lutheran, half of the Hollywood Hustle team. I saw him in a play at the Fringe this past Sunday, and he crushed it. He knocked it out of the everybody about that. Everything about that show is phenomenal. It's called Met Again. I don't know if by the time you guys hear this, it will still be playing, but if it is, check it out. Uh, met again at the Fringe Festival by uh, it's a theater unleashed production. Anyway, it was great, but I was watching these actors on stage and I was like, I, I don't know how you guys do this. This is incredible. I was so moved by the story and the performances, and I found myself relating uh, to them as you know, as a as a person, as an audience member, relating to characters, not as an actor watching other actors. And that's not to say anything good or bad about their performances. It was just like I, I just. I didn't see myself as an actor anymore. I, I wasn't watching peers anymore. I was watching some incredibly talented uh, and committed people tell a story. And I was like, I, I don't know how they do it, but I, I can't do that. <laughs> like, it was just a clear thought, clear as day. So I think if I got the right role, I might knock it out of the park. But I think those roles are pretty far and few between, at least at this phase of my life. Hmm. Oh man, that's fascinating. It's, it's, that's one word for it. <laughs> How about you, man? 10 years, 10 years of doing this thing. Uh, you've been through quite a lot as well. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your evolution. Tell us all a little bit about your evolution as a human being, as an, and as an artist through thick and thin of these past 10 years of going from Albert Meyer all the way back when, uh, who, who played a lot of video games that I worked with at the Apple store now to, you know, one of my best friends who is getting out into nature every chance he gets, who is engaged to a, a wonderful, magical woman and who is, uh, really working with a whole new set of priorities. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's it, right? That's the summary. You know, this might sound kind of generic, but I think there was just a maturing that happened and it, happened in various sort of stages. I think you, was it you or another guest or something was talking about like these plateaus that we hit in our ways of being in our lives and our personalities where we just sort of like, we're, we're just going along on this plateau. And then all of a sudden we have this either major like, or, or like an incline, you know, in altitude or decline in altitude as far as like our, um, ways of being, leadership, maturity, et cetera. And then we sort of plateau again, right? Yeah. It, it's, I think I read that in, ah, gosh, don't quote me on this. Anybody listening. I think I saw that or read that in Zen and the art of archery. It, it's a, it was a book that was loaned to me by a professor actually in college. And it, it talked about the sort of, uh, what you can expect when you learn something and you go through these long periods of of repetition basically where you just feel like you're not making any progress and it goes on forever. It's like just being on this long plane. And then you, you level up really suddenly, really quickly. You just jump up to a new level of proficiency and mastery. And then that's followed by another excruciatingly long span <laughs> of time of just feeling like no progress is being made. But the lesson being of course, to trust that even while you're in that place, just doing your reps and it feels like nothing's happening. There is so much happening so much happening. I think Julia Cameron says it really well that for every, every runner knows that for every fast mile, you have to log 10 slow ones. And I, I've always liked that, 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 uh, that athletic thing resonates with me. Surprise, surprise. So yeah, yeah I think, is that, is that what you were going for? Or yeah. Yeah. Reference? I mean, that's, yeah. yeah, that I, I don't, I just remembered it right now. Just thinking of 
hearing it coming out of, of your mouth and brain that's always so full of that kind of wisdom because of the, you know, you mentioned your, your love of reading earlier with um, regards to grace. Yeah. So it just the whole, when I think over the last 10 years, it felt like a lot of that. I feel, I, I feel the need to like be really vulnerable and like confess some of the moments that were catalysts for that. So for instance, like I was fired at one point for time and attendance that had a lot to do with the way I showed up. So I was late to work all the time, not realizing just in a very like victim mindset of like, Oh, here are all the reasons why not taking control of my own life, not being in the driver's seat of my own life. And that extended even to like, you know, the podcast and I would, I would be late to recordings with you or, you know, show up late to something that, you know, to meet a friend or whatever it was, uh, you know, just like punctuality was not a, it's just one of those things that's just a sign of maturity. So like there, that's an example and, and just growing out of that, growing out of and into, um, various, these various stages. Um, and I'm very grateful for the podcast's role in that, your role in that, even Jasmine's role in that, like almost especially Jasmine's role in that, like my relationship with her has almost been its own sort of transformational, you know, Trevor, you and I went to these like transformational leadership trainings and I've said to her on multiple occasions, just my relationship with her has even been, you know, its own sort of transformational uh, training in a way because I had a, I had so much to learn and I don't think I was raised with the tools to understand that the learning was important. This is why I say to you, I'm, I'm envious, Trevor, of your discipline that you got from swimming and from athletics. And I'm envious of your hunger for learning and, and that you, you quench that thirst with reading because I just wasn't – I wasn't granted that early on. And so it wasn't – I all of this was like learned through the school of hard knocks. And if I'm being really vulnerable, I was able to sort of float along – sort of easily because a, I was smart, so I didn't have to study and B when it came to my personality, I, I would use charm to sort of charm my way through life, charm my way through things. And what that ended up doing a lot of times just causing people to just feel like I didn't value them. Um, and that goes for you. That goes for Jasmine. That goes for ex-girlfriends that goes for my family um, you know, my parents, my sister, et cetera. So, you know, the punctuality thing, this maturing, you know, learning how to value relationships, all that stuff is all things that I think about leveling up over the course of the last, you know, 10 years. And then since you mentioned the, <clears throat> your relationship to acting, I'm almost in the exact same, the only thing I haven't sort of done or, 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 um, come around to that you have Trev is like, walking away entirely. I, I don't think that's something that I want, but all the stuff that you've said about letting go, I feel like I have. I was so hellbent on making it. That's the end of that sentence. You know, I was so hellbent on making it, you <sighs> oh, know, for the yeah. longest time that I gripped it really, really tightly. And when I started to release my grip, all of a sudden, like <laughs> my results were exactly the same. <laughs> 
I was booking one thing a year or whatever. And, um, and I was happier. So like, wow, what a great thing to figure out. You know, I can still work on this. I can still audition. I can still maybe book something. I can still, um, express myself. I can still be an artist, but in releasing my grip, I'm so much happier. I'm happier at work. I'm happier at work in my thrival job as a result. I'm having so much fun there, uh, accomplishing my goals, uh, both at work and financially outside of work. And I get to do cool things like, you know, what you mentioned, Trev, about like getting outside into nature and connecting with something that 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 was instilled with me as a as a young person, you know, being outdoors and, and connecting with with nature. And so releasing that grip um, has been huge. You know, it's interesting because I'm 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 also very aware of like where the next leveling up, you know, is is I I I, I can sense it being nearby, and I know some of the things that I get to do and be to support that leveling up and happening, and like you, that's coinciding with you know the podcast sort of coming to an end, um, or at least you know this version of it. Um, so. Sp- you can't, you know, because we said that we were going to, in addition to explore the industry, we were going to start exploring inside. We're going to start exploring humanity. That made it so that the podcast was going to become inextricably linked with us, our lives, who we are, how we level up. And I, I think that, you know, based on what you and I have heard over the last, you know, week or two from people, you know, writing us and saying like how much it's meant to them. I, they've all mentioned something like that. They've all mentioned, you know, it, it was the journey. It was you guys looking, you know, inside, not just at the industry, the, the sort of the wholeness of that, that really spoke to them. That's, I think just because like, we just did our best to be as genuine as possible. And it was, and it was, as I said, sort of inextricably linked with our own personal journeys. Um, and now I'm the one rambling. <laughs> no, no, not rambling at all. This is incredible. Uh, and I am, I, I'm on the same page with you. I, uh, every time I get a message like that, every time we get a message like that, it, it's like this incredibly humbling feeling of just like, wow, that's what, that's what this art form this whole, what got us into this whole podcasting thing. That's what it's about. Mm. It's about being a human being in the world in all your messy glory and connecting with other human beings in the world and, and recognizing each other in that mess. (laughs) And, uh, everything you were just sharing just now, I was just like, I had so many physical like sensations like all throughout my body. Cause I was recognizing everything that you were, you were sharing, but I was also doing it through the lens of, 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 of knowing you. So I was, I was, this is going to sound weird, but I was, I was experiencing it both as me and as what I imagine it would be like to be you. And I think that's what, what's so magical about what we do as creative people is that we have that sensibility sort of honed whether we, like it or not. And, uh, I, um, thank you and acknowledge you for going there to a a vulnerable place. I I used to sort of feel like 
man, you know, who who wants to hear about this? Like, <laughs> whoa, brother. Like, I don't even know you. <laughs> and now I'm like, dude, life is fucking short. Why the fuck not? Like, I, I, you don't want to make... That's where the meat is. Yeah, you don't want to be awkward and, like, you know, alienate people and slobber on people with stuff. But it's like, if if you feel out that somebody's, like, open to this, this, this is what life is about. And I'm just, I'm eternally grateful to the podcast, the, the journey of doing this thing, and to the community for making it safe for us to have these kinds of conversations and grow into these kinds of people and to connect with other people that are on the same wavelength. Man, I mean... I don't know where my life would be or, you know, I'm sure you feel the same way, Jay. Where would our lives be if we hadn't experienced this safety and the community and the conversations and the wisdom and the generosity of everything that this podcast uh, is made of over the years? I mean, I, I, I can only imagine. I feel like I'd be eternally trapped at like 13 years old. <laughs> you know, if we well, I, I, feel like I feel like I have said the words on the podcast before. And if I haven't, uh, I, to answer your question, I feel like we got a chance to sort of hit the fast forward button on some of these life lessons because I've heard, you know, things from guests. And yes, you've mentioned many times that like you can go back and listen to an interview and be like, oh, my God, how did I not hear them say that? Because sometimes we're just not ready to hear it. Right. But there's been so many things both in the industry, in in my art and in my personal life where I feel like I've been able to hit the fast forward button on the the the, the growth and the maturity and, and all of that because of something a guest said, because of something you said, because of something a listener said, because of uh, a voicemail we got, because of an email that we got. You know, you know what it is. You were talking about the the um, Julia Cameron thing, right? A, a runner, ten slow miles to equal one fast one. Well, we've been doing this for ten years. There's your ten slow miles, Trevor. Mm. There's your ten slow miles. Yeah. To get one, one fast one, which you know it's like ten years to an overnight success kind of thing. Like ten slow miles of putting out this podcast every week to have a year's worth of rapid growth, which probably just happened slowly over those 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And you just start to notice it suddenly, yeah. right? it, but it's been happening all along. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've been, I've been really interested in asking you about legacy specifically around this podcast, of course, but also just in general, sort of how you're feeling because i know we we've talked about it but it, it, it's been it's been brief and and not often that we've talked about it but i don't even know what the question is like i want to ask you like what do you feel like your legacy is with the podcast or what do you what do you think about the word legacy or like how, do, how does it feel when someone says that uses that word like do you you know do you even feel like you like you can call it a legacy i wanted to talk about that that's why i put it in the in the outline i thought it was important yeah, absolutely. And I have to admit, when you first used that word, <clears throat> I was like, I, I experienced an immediate, I'm not worthy experience. You know, I was like, whoa, <laughs> legacy is for like, that's what like billionaire uncles leave to their, you know, nephews and nieces and and sons and daughters. Like, it, legacy is, is the, is what, you know, huge political, social activist figures leave to the world after they've been assassinated or something, you know, that, that's that when I think of the word legacy, that's what comes up. When I think of me or a podcast or anything, I'm like, mm, wrong word. Uh, so I looked it up 
And here is the definition of legacy. Number one, an amount of money or property left to someone in a will. Uh, number two, uh, and this is the adjective version. The first was the noun. Here's the adjective denoting software or hardware that has been superseded, but is difficult to replace because of its wide use. So somewhere between those two, I think there might be something that possibly sort of maybe perhaps in some small way might apply to <laughs> what we've done here with the is podcast. It, is that it? There's not a third one that like, have we been misusing this word? Did, did Lin-Manuel Miranda misuse this word in Hamilton? Like there's nothing about like, you know, leaving behind something, you know, beautiful. Like, I don't want to say we saved lives with this podcast, but, 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 you know, I'm just thinking of like, you know, that moment at the end of, you know, Schindler's list when they're all like at the gravesite. like, is there, is there something like, uh, uh, <laughs> there's nothing about like, reaching back into the past. Oh man. Okay. So we've, we've been misusing this word for, for years. <laughs> the only, the only sort of tiny addendum to the definition that I've skipped over because it seemed so non exciting is a thing handed down by a predecessor. So I don't know. How would you define legacy? I feel like I can only do it anecdotally at this point. To me, it's like a, a body of work um, that usually meant leaving something positive in the world, something that meant something to people, something that you're remembered by, you know, those kinds of things. And like I said, an anecdotally, like that's why I mentioned the end of Schindler's List. It's like somebody who like leaves a legacy of charity, a legacy of giving, a, 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 a legacy of, of, of um, art, a legacy of beauty, a legacy of love. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like, le yes, I, I'm, I'm with you on that definition. I think it's sort of, I, I'm of the same mind that that's uh, the sort of proper application of that term. Uh, but I, I feel like legacy is a little bit like the word artist. I've always had an issue with both of these words, where I feel like they're, they are both something that... I almost feel like I don't get to call myself myself myself. Hey, that's telling. I don't get to I don't get to call myself Freudian slip. Yeah. I don't get to call myself any of those things. Those are those are things that other people can call me if they would like. But I, I've never seen myself as like I am an artist. I, I see myself as a creative person, but artist feels like a a uh something with shiny jewels on it that I hesitate to place on my head or legacy. That, that seems like something that other people are allowed to assign to, you know, your cohesive life, you know, uh, journey, but, but, but attaching it to your own seems, I don't know, weird to me. Maybe this is a self-worth thing that I'm dealing with right now, but, but that's always the way I've, I've seen it. I don't know. Any really... thoughts on that? I remember, uh, when I was in college and I got a chance to do a show with the national theater of Greece made, um, you know, friends with everybody in the, in the national that came uh, from the national theater. And then I went to Europe, uh, with the Los Angeles theater ensemble. We did, uh, we did wounded in at the Edinburgh French festival. And I traveled from Edinburgh to London, Paris, Venice, Florence, Rome, Athens to go visit them and visit all these cities in between. It was my first time, only one of two times I've ever been to Europe. So I made a big deal out of it, made a big trip out of it. And when I was visiting them, 
in Athens. Um, I stayed with this couple, this married couple that was in the National Theater. He was in the band. She was an actor. And I remember they stayed up until all hours of the night. They slept in until one, two in the afternoon every day. They smoked. They drank. They were artists. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And I just remember thinking like, oh, yeah, that's an artist. I think I associated being an artist with like the culture that comes along with that. And I felt so uncultured for so long, you know, growing up in a small desert town in Southern California with hardly any theater, hardly any art, uh, et cetera. Coming to LA, going to UCLA was like a huge culture shock. Huge. I, I never felt I could call myself an artist as well, but I feel like maybe it was for different reasons um, than what you're mentioning. Hmm. Interesting that there is a little bit of self-worth in both of our aversions to using, mm. using these, yeah. these words. I, I think that's a condition of most creative people is that there's, there's a sort of in, inherent knowledge, whether it's consciously recognized or not, that we are not the source of what we do. We're just the, the vehicle. We're just the delivery system. This is very Elizabeth Gilbert of me, but, but I, I do feel that, you know, yeah, if other people want to refer to you or I or anybody with those words, that, that's great that they, they can do that. And that's certainly uh, an honor, but, but, um, I've always seen myself as just like, I don't know, man, I'm just one of 7 billion plus human beings on this planet. And if I can say or do, or, or you know, uh, perform something or whatever to have some function that, that somehow improves everything like great. Otherwise, like I'm just trying to eat a meal and love and be loved and do meaningful work, as I said before. And, and, uh, you know, get by in this life, enjoying my time here and hopefully leaving a positive impact, you know, positive mark on the world before I die. That's a very different view than I used to have in my twenties. It was all about me. I was like, I was born for greatness and, and I I still sense that I have something in me to offer the world. That's, that's unique, but I I don't see myself as special in any way. And I feel like the words legacy and artist are, 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 uh, they hint at a certain degree of seeing oneself as, um, this is my own shit right here coming up, but seeing oneself as sort of above or better than, or apart from, and I, I have always seen myself very much as, as a part of that. Yeah, that's my stuff. But, but that's, hmm. that's, my, that's my thoughts on legacy and artist and end of the podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the worst I'm not last episode time. ever. Yeah. Peace out. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we, okay. So we, we're going to go, th- th- actually this is kind of perfect. Um, cause I'm going to create a segue out of this. So you, we we're going from a word we've been completely misusing cause I, I didn't look up the definition of legacy to a word that we are just going to make up. I don't know where she got it, but I heard this from Jasmine recently. I fell in love with it instantaneously. And I, I happened to mention it to Trevor before we started and it sort of spun this whole thing. And I think this is kind of what you want to leave um, behind on this episode, Trevor, um, <laughs> as opposed to the, the ramblings we just went through where we're just like, Oh, this is depressing. Bye. And that word is, um, being a possibilitarian or the belief might sound like possibilitarianism. And then Trevor wrote down beginner's mind. 
And that reminded me of a book that uh, Jasmine uh, just finished called Mindset by a woman named Carol Dweck, where she talks about growth mindset versus fixed mindset. So they're all sort of like wrapped up in there in the same um, the same idea. Um, so Trev, do you want to talk about this beginner's mind thing that you, uh, well, you were planning on talking about this anyway, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I guess, I don't know. If, so I guess, I mean, I, I wasn't really planning on it, but it sort of came up in our, in our Skype chat before we started recording. I, I, I just, I, I like the idea of beginner's mind. I feel like it's the only credible way to show up to life. It's just to understand that there's so much that none of us will ever know. I mean, if you look at some of the latest research in neuroscience coming out about our perception of reality, it's mind-blowing. I mean, it is beyond noodle baking. Our our entire experience of the world is basically a patchwork of made-up assumptions and myths that that fill in the gaps between the tiny little disparate bits of information and stimulus that our brain picks up. So literally, it's a little bit like that one one fast mile for every slow 10 miles thing. It's like for every bit of information that our eyes and ears and brain and whatnot actually absorb from our surroundings, there are 10 bits of information that our brain just makes up to make all the random dots of stimulus make sense and, and uh, string a narrative together so that we don't just get lost or walk into things or lose our, our, our sanity. <laughs> it's like, I'm not doing a good job of explaining it, but this was, this was an idea I first learned about in Homo Deus by Yuval Noah Harari, the guy who wrote Sapiens. He talks a little bit about this in that book. And I, I read more about it somewhere else recently, but just the idea that like, it is just absolute chaos. And our brains are the only thing making things seem coherent and orderly it's it it's mind blowing and so really the point of all this is to say that we don't know a damn thing that even what we see and touch and feel and hear and taste and smell none of that's real that's just our brain making shit up so that we can actually understand the the information you know it's it's nuts so beginner's mind is really the only way to go about this because how how can you know anything how can you know like how how do you know the the earth is round aj Oh, don't start. Don't become a flat earther, Trev. <laughs> I know the earth is round because everybody says it is. But have I actually been in space and looked back at the planet and seen that the earth is round? Have I actually held it in my hand and turned it over? And like, like, There's just no way to know anything. So the idea of beginner's mind is that you don't know anything. You have to approach everything in life as if you are a student and that nothing can be assumed. Anything is possible. And uh, the actual definition of beginner's mind, I think it's it's uh, sort of adapted from a, a word, I don't know, is it Shoshin? Is that how you say it? I don't know if it's, I don't know exactly what the etymology is or where it's from, but the definition is having an attitude of openness, eagerness, and lack of preconceptions when studying a subject, even when studying at an advanced level, just as a beginner would. So uh, there's a lot to unpack there, but just the idea that like, look, we don't know anything. If we don't come at this life eager to learn more, then what are we doing? What are we doing, really? And even when you're advanced, guess what? There's a whole other level that you can't even imagine waiting for you. Now, this is not to say, hey, uh, you should n never be confident in your ability because you can never know anything. It's not to say, oh, I should... Uh, I really ought to like be, be humble, even if I'm, you know, De Niro or Al Pacino or I don't know, some Meryl Streep, some hugely accomplished artist and say, uh, 
you know, I, I'm not worthy because I think they would all probably readily admit to that, but I think we can all admit, or at least, uh, we can all acknowledge that they have something to share, that they have picked up things. So it's finding that balance, but, uh, humility, I guess is the word that would best sum up the past five minutes of rambling. <laughs> so uh, this is where we both find ourselves is yeah. at the, is at this precipice, uh, looking out onto the frontier of, of, the beginner's mind or Shoshin or possible possibilitarianism. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Support for this episode and so many of the episodes of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by VO2GoGo.com, the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. Visit vo2gogo.com slash start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that'll help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's vo, as in voiceover, the number two, gogo.com slash start. All right. That's an, you know, I should mention that that's another thing that I am so grateful for uh, because of the podcast is meeting David H. Lawrence the 17th and getting involved with Leo to go, go, uh, not only as a student, but also as a facilitator, as a coach, and man, it's, I have learned so much from him, from watching him, from modeling him, uh, and his productivity, you know, practices and also all, everything with voiceover, his stuff has informed so much of my journey. So I just wanted to drop that in there. Very grateful to have met David all the way back in episode 12 and then at least two or three others throughout the history of the podcast. And obviously we've had the opportunity to, to partner with him uh, with the podcast as well. So David, if you're listening, thank you very much. It's been an honor and I look forward to the next uh, next leg of the journey. I'll, uh, I'll echo the thanks, the gratitude. He's been there for us uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah a he, lot. he really has. Uh, cool. So before we move on, Jen, our tireless production coordinator has sent in a, a voice memo that she recorded that she would, uh, just like to connect with our, our listeners and us on this final episode of the podcast as it exists now. So let's go ahead and play this, uh, so we can hear, uh, Jen's voice on the show. Hey, production coordinator, Jen here. Um, I know it's very strange to hear my voice on the podcast. I think it's only been heard like two or three times, but I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been a part of Inside Acting since the beginning, even before I joined in around episode 50. This community has been just incredible and supportive and loving, and I am so grateful that I got to be a part of it and I'm going to continue to be a part of it. I will emphasize, as the guys said, I'm a glutton for punishment and I'm going to keep going with AJ on whatever this next step of the journey is. But I just wanted to send in a note saying thank you to everyone for everything you've done for the community, for the podcast. I've met some amazing people who we've brought on as guests because of listeners and I wish there was a better word to say than thank you, because that does not express my gratitude for every single one of you. This sounds really depressing and old, like we're going away forever, and I will emphasize that 
I'm going to stay on top of AJ and we are going to figure out a way to at least have some interviews happening at some point. But since we aren't sure when that's happening, I wanted to also say to Trevor and AJ, thank you beyond anything I could say. Um, I remember listening to the podcast when they were saying that they needed help with production coordinator work and I sent them an email saying, here's what I can do and here's my skill set. And I just figured nothing would come from it. And I still can't believe that of the people who sent in information saying they wanted to do the job that I got to do it. Um, You guys have been just amazing and inspirational and you tolerate all my crazy text messages and phone calls and harassing when you aren't sending me what you need to do. But I know that, you know, you guys know I love you. I know you guys love me. And, you know, obviously we're going to still see each other because we're friends. But since this is kind of the end of the era for this version of the podcast, I just wanted to send in a note of my appreciation for you both. And... I'm sure I speak for so many listeners when I say just thank you for creating this podcast. You know, we've interviewed some incredible guests. I've gotten to meet people I never thought I would get to meet because of you guys. And I'm not overstating this when I say you've changed my life for the better. And... Just like with the listeners, there's no way to express how thankful I am for you guys. So again, to everyone who has ever been associated with this podcast, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I love you all. I look forward to seeing what the new version of the podcast is going to be like. And if you guys want to stay in touch with me or send me anything that may be good for the new version of the podcast... Find me on Instagram or Twitter, I guess, would be the best ways to find me, um, at the Gen Levin. And just thank you again. I keep saying thank you, but that's the best word we've got in this language right now to express how I feel. So I'm sure I will be talking to everyone again soon. And Trevor and AJ, I'm sure I will be sending you harassing text messages on whether or not you got this voice memo. So thank you. I love you all. So, um, obviously a huge thank you, congratulations and love you back, uh, to Jen. Um, we really appreciate it. Listening to that was, I had a big smile on my face, but it was also tough, um, knowing that we're transitioning right now. I don't know how you felt about it, Trev. Yeah, same, exactly the same. Jen has in many ways been the glue of the podcast. So, uh, wonderful to hear that it's been uh, and just as much an honor for her as it has for us. So um, obviously we went through a lot of people's names earlier, kind of thanking them for being a part of the show. And Jen's name was definitely one of them, but there's been a lot of people who have not only contributed from, but also benefited, contributed to, but also benefited from the show. And so I have a little bit of a surprise for Trevor. He doesn't know that this is about to happen. I just wanted to lend a couple more voices to today's episode, starting with um, Mr. Nelson Murray. So the time has finally come for Trevor's last episode 
of IAP. I was there for the very beginning. I had no idea what I was doing, but I was comforted by the fact that neither did you two. Um, Trevor, <laughs> I miss you. I miss uh, hanging out with you and uh, gazing at your glorious biceps. I wish that um, I'd had a chance to be there for the entire journey along the way and see all of how the podcast has re- um, evolved over time. But it's good knowing that you've been with it for all these years, and I wish you all the best. Love you, buddy. Bye. Hello, gentlemen. This is Ben Whitehair. You may remember me from such things as the first voicemail for the podcast ever, the Thrival Jobs episode, and every single time you wanted to make an inappropriate joke and you heard my voice in the back of your head saying, do it, do it. I wanted to acknowledge both of you guys for the incredible difference you have made in the lives of so many people. You guys have shared resources, ideas, and your own journey in a way that has not only made people better actors, but it's made them better humans. AJ Earmuffs. All right, Trevor, you've always been my favorite host. And I get to acknowledge you for your remarkable love and compassion the stand that you take for the environment is so inspiring, and I know that anything you set your heart to will create absolutely miraculous results. All right, AJ, earmuffs off. You guys are incredible. Trevor, congratulations on a remarkable journey. Uh, people aspire to make the difference that you have already made, and thankfully you have many, 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 many decades to go you are an inspiration. Thank you for all that you have done for me and for so many other people. I love you. Hey, Trevor. This is Deborah. Um, just wanted to send you a huge, huge, huge congratulations for your final, for now, IAP episode. Um, you have brought so much joy and so many amazing people to my life, so much knowledge, so many knowledge bombs noodle bakes and i just want to send you a huge thank you for all that you have contributed to this community both in los angeles as well as around the world um you guys truly mean so much to me and this podcast means so much to me um and i am eternally grateful for uh how much you guys have inspired me and you specifically trevor you've really become a part of my um LA experience and I will be forever grateful thank you and congratulations and I'm so looking forward to seeing what you do next lots of love Deb hey guys it's Daniel Tuttle from the Hollywood Hustle podcast Trevor thank you thank you thank you I mean 313 episodes I mean 14 if you count this one that that you've put your life your your love your sweat your tears maybe some bud who knows into and and i i just one person can't thank you enough for leaving this legacy of information for many years of to come of actors and and creatives and and people just looking and and thirsting for information and and nuggets of knowledge to to just digest and grow with as they listen from episode one to episode 313. I mean, what an accomplishment, what a legacy, what a thing to be so proud of and, and whatever comes next and wherever you go next, wherever you land, man, I know you're going to kill it. I know you're going to, you're going to love it. You're going to find something that's going to make you joyful. 
and something that you're going to love and feel loved in return. I know you always say that's what we all just want, and it's so true. And you, sir, are one of the kindest, nicest, giving people, supportive people that I think I've ever met in my life. And I'm so honored to know you, to have podcasted with you, and in some small way to be a part of your legacy on this show. You, you're amazing, and I know AJ and the future of this show, because of the great foundation that you've helped create, are going to make just another great moment with it and another great legacy with it as it changes and it evolves. But it's truly going to miss you and what you've offered it over the years. But nothing but the best for whatever comes next. And I hope in the future we can merge again and do something together. I love you, man. Congratulations, and, and, and just best of luck. Bye. What up, Team IAP? Uh, this is Michael Lutheran, a uh, longtime listener, frequent caller. I just wanted to drop in real quick and wish you both, first of all, congratulations, 314 episodes of this podcast that has meant so much to my life and what I definitely dedicate a lot of the growth um, that I've gone through over these past six years now in Los Angeles. I've been listening to you guys since 2012 and just want to thank you both so much for always taking the time out of your guys' week. I know running a podcast myself, I know it's not easy and I know it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of dedication. So I want to thank you, Trevor, so much for all of the time and all of the energy that you've put into the production of this show, but it's more than just a show. It's a community. Um, and I think that's one of the big things why I've been listening to this show for so many years is that it's more than just about the inner and outer game of quote unquote success as, as an actor. What I've really appreciated the most about this show is the two of you, your, the, your guys's friendship and how you're there to support one another. It's shown me and taught me what it really means to be, to just be a good person, to just live your life authentically and and to be there to support one another and when you do that, when you support each other, it it means it makes the victories that much sweeter whether it's your victory or or your best friend's victory and it just Part, not going to lie, part of my heart is a, a little sad that I'm not going to be able to hear the two of you guys uh, week to week on the podcast. But at the same time, one of the other things I'm grateful about this podcast for is the friendship that I've gained with the two of you. And Trevor, especially, uh, you've shown up to the past couple shows that I've done here in L.A. and been able to to speak with you about them, about, about the show and stuff. And one of the things that I think any of your guys' listeners can agree is just Trevor's just so wonderfully transparent and honest and present. Uh, that is, I think, one of the best things I could say about him is just how present he is, that when he's spending time with you, he is with you there in that moment. He's not thinking about any of the other things that he needs to do he's not thinking about having to do burpees in an hour or something like that he's just there with you in the moment and uh, something i really really appreciate and he's trevor you've taught me so much about being more than just an artist but about being a man 
And I want to thank you so much again for taking the time, (laughs) so much time to put together this podcast, to be behind this podcast and forgiving the community, the IAP community, so much support during all these years. And, uh, I look forward to, to, I look forward to your life post inside acting because I know it's going to be a great one. I'm so excited for what new discoveries you're going to go through. And, and I look forward to reaching out to you and, and hearing about them, but I've said too much probably already. Thank you guys so much for everything that you do. And I am so excited for you, AJ, to see where you're going to take inside acting. Um, it's you you both have been absolutely incredible hosts and as we kind of talked about on my podcast a lot happens over time a lot we change over time so i'm excited to see how this podcast will continue to change over time uh, but never stop supporting each other guys you guys are incredible and um yeah i love you guys thank you so much for all that you do and trevor um biggest biggest hugs to you and wishing you all the best on this new journey congrats brother not quite done yet just a few more people to hear from grace gordon unfortunately wasn't able to record something so um she asked me to read something to you trevor i've been listening to iap since i was 17 I tell people every week that my move to L.A. went so smoothly because the podcast prepared me so well for life here. The work you and A.J. have done to help your fellow actors will have a lasting impact. Thank you for your generosity and hard work and for pulling me into your circle. You're amazing, dude. Grace. Hmm. Hey, Trevor. It's Timothy Patrick. I want to say uh, thank you with all of my heart for the years and years of effort that you put into the Inside Acting Podcast and uh, all of the other ventures that uh, became Inside Acting, you know, the blog, the, uh, the community, uh, you know, the community site. I think it's um, probably one of the most valuable things out there for actors and I know that I'm not the only one that feels that uh, it's it's just um, it's a, an incredible resource that'll go on uh, giving to the community for years and years and years and um, I hope that you feel um, you know just a deep sense of, of uh, pride you know like um, I'm of course knowing you it's probably a, a humble pride but uh, I hope you're proud of the work that you did and um, and um, just so much gratitude for uh, pouring your heart and soul to every aspect of it and for not just making it about acting but also making it about being a better human um, and a better spirit <laughs> uh, I'm so excited for whatever you're on to next I'm sure you're following your heart in this process and um, you know that's that's amazing so best wishes for whatever ventures ventures are on your your heart and uh, I uh, I just uh, just have to say thank you again and um, and best wishes always love you brother 
And we've got one more, but she happens to be here in person. Hey, Trev. (laughs) It's Jess. Hey, Jess. (laughs) (laughs) So I wrote a few things down because I didn't want to miss anything. So if I sound like I'm reading, I am. (laughs) Uh, So I think I started listening. It was probably about 2011. I'd been in the States just a few years and uh, back then I couldn't even really tell you guys apart. (laughs) (laughs) Like I knew there was two people on the show, (laughs) but you both, you just kind of sounded the same to me. I guess all Australians sound the same, so, (laughs) (laughs) but it didn't really matter because you both had such wonderful things to say. We've heard from some team members and friends of the show But I guarantee you that there are so many other people out there who have their own story and their own journey with IAP. And I was just thinking about that as I was contemplating what what wonderful things this episode is is bringing to a close. And I would love for you to think about that, the hundreds, who knows, maybe thousands of people that have had their own journey because of what you've created. Like everyone has said, what you have managed to create is something that goes way beyond the inner and outer game of the entertainment industry. You guys were a living example of what it means to grow and expand our humanity. What you created for me from day one was a place where I felt like I belonged. Just back when I was an Oz girl studying acting in the Bay Area, didn't really know much. You guys were a lifeline to what was possible. And that's not something that's easy to create, but you did it because of who you are. You guys are generous and humble and you're genuinely curious and loving of the world and of other people. And it comes across in every moment. And thank you. (laughs) I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And I just want to say it's not goodbye, it's a graduation. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Thank you, Jazz. I love you. I love you too. Thank you. Um, I know we have more episode to record, so I'm almost, uh, I'm remiss to be like, well, now it's my turn, but um, <laughs> maybe I'll save it for the very, very end. But uh, I think everybody kind of... Um, you know, took the words out of my mouth. The, the, I, you know, the, I have the benefit of having been on the journey with you every step of the way. And so from that perspective, I have to say that this is probably my proudest accomplishment. I don't have children. I don't know that I ever will, but this is my, you know, 10 year old child. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, you and I are the parents. Um, <laughs> hey, it's 2018, man. It's, <laughs> it is all gravy. Um, yeah. I think I think we raised it well. And uh, no matter what happens next, if it graduates and goes off to college, as Jasmine just said so beautifully, or you know continues along on the journey, I, I have no idea. But I'm I'm very proud of where we've gotten it to. Um, so. Thank you. I love you. 
Wow, thank you, man. Love you too. Wow. Good surprise. I didn't know you were going to spring that on me, man. I'm so <laughs> self-conscious about publishing all that. <laughs> oh, man, uh, that was really too- special. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, definitely. It, uh, you're special. So I'm glad. I'm glad. Thanks. That was really, it was really something. Thank you so much. I, every cell in my body is singing right now. I, (laughs) I've got nothing else than that. Thank you. So (laughs) I'm going to pretend like that was our interview. (laughs) Those were our guests for this episode. I know you have a very special reason for picking yours and you want to read something. So I want to make sure that I'm going to go first. In other words, I repicked Hamilton because of the message of that show around uh, legacy, this word that was misused by Mr. (laughs) Miranda. You know, the last few words of that show are who lives, who dies, who tells your story. And it's just been an honor to tell the story that is IAP with with you. Yeah. Uh, If I keep talking, I'm going to start crying. So uh, what is your pick of the week, man? Well, dude, thank you so much. Uh, Ditto is that week for me to say right back at you. It's been a real joy and honor to do this. And I I said it earlier, there's nobody else that this could have been with. I mean, it's yeah, it's our baby and we're the daddies. And that's weird to say, but uh, I can't. I, I literally cannot fathom doing it with anybody else. And I am, every time we've sat down to record, I've been so grateful that I got to do it with you. You have shown me so much. Uh, more and more, I have learned from you uh, about how to be a really great friend. A really great friend who doesn't judge, who knows how to show up consistently and just be there for a person with all the, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly. And, uh, I feel like I gave you a lot of opportunities to back off and you never did. You always kept showing up and said, cool, man, what else you got? Like, I love you and I'm not going anywhere. And that has meant the world to me. And it's been true of this podcast. It's been true personally. It's been true because as actors, we've had the chance to share the stage together many times, even the screen together once or twice. And um, it's been a real joy and honor. And it is so bittersweet and with such a heavy heart that we recorded this final episode. After hearing all that stuff, I'm like, well, you know, maybe we can do uh, another 100 episodes or so. Um, but uh, I... I, I the best part has been doing it with you. So thank you for everything. Uh, as a podcast host, as a co-producer, uh, as an actor, as a friend, as a human being. Thank you. Oh, you son of a bitch. I almost made it. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I almost made it. You son of a bitch. Uh, 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 God. Yeah. What is, what is your pick of the week? Okay. Please. So Give here it is. Else. Here it is. We're almost done here, everybody. My pick of the week is a book that I read uh, a while ago, and I think I just, you know, I I read it, and I was a little sort of put off by it. I I don't think I was ready for it. It's called The Way of the Superior Man by a guy named David Data, D-E-I-D-A, 
David Data. And he's known in some circles uh, as a sort of guru of masculinity, the new masculinity. And, you know, if you if you read this book, there's a lot of just sort of like, okay, this is – he takes a little getting used to, or at least he did for me. And you and I, AJ, have taken uh, emotional intelligence workshops specifically around masculinity and, mm. and being a man. And it, a lot of those uh, – workshops and trainings have drawn heavily on David Data's work and this philosophy. But I was reading it the other day and I came across this. It's chapter 12. And I'm just going to read this little passage here because it really resonated with me. The title of the chapter is Be Willing to Change Everything in Your Life. And you'll get a sense for how uh, Mr. Data communicates from his language here. But but, uh, bear with me because there's something profound here. A man must be prepared to give 100% to his purpose, fulfill his karma or dissolve it, and then let go of that specific form of living. He must be capable of not knowing what to do with his life, entering a period of unknowingness and waiting for a vision or a new form of purpose to emerge. These cycles of strong, specific action, followed by periods of not knowing what the hell is going on, are natural for a man who is shedding layers of karma in his relaxation into truth. And the first few sentences of the first paragraph, that's sort of like a preamble. First paragraph of the chapter goes as such. As you open yourself to living at your edge, your deepest purpose will slowly begin to make itself known. In the meantime, you will experience layer after layer of purposes, each one getting closer and closer to the fullness of your deepest purpose. It is as if your deepest purpose is at the center of your being, and it is surrounded by layers of concentric circles, each circle being a lesser purpose. Your life consists of penetrating each circle from the outside toward the center. And he kind of goes on from from there to say sort of where these purposes come from. But the gist of this is that we are always evolving. It is perfectly okay as a man to not know what the hell's going on, to be completely lost uh, from one season of life to the next. And that all that means is that you are growing. You're not necessarily a failure. You're not necessarily uh, lacking. And, and I'm speaking this about this specifically in the context of masculinity because this has been a big issue for me. I've, I've always felt like I, I had a little bit of work to do in the arena of masculinity. Uh, you know, I'm a man, but I've not always felt like a man. I felt like more like a boy. And so exploring some of this and especially some of the stories I made up around, you know, feeling the call to move beyond the podcast into some new unknown chapter of my life, there was a lot of sort of shame and self beat up and, and like, Oh God, I should know what I'm doing. I I need to have a mission. I need to have a vision. I'm totally worthless. Nobody's going to want me and lots of that stuff. And then I read that and I was like, Oh no, we're never finished. Where I should be. (laughs) We're never finished products. And for him to say, you know, you're just, you're shedding layers of karma and you have different purposes in life and they're, they are going to, you know, be attached to different seasons of your life and taken as a whole with the book. It, it makes even more sense, but that was really something that spoke to me. And I wanted to share it here in the podcast because I think man or woman, male or female or anything in between or beyond, you can probably relate somewhat to that feeling of knowing what you want 
And then all of a sudden being in the space of like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want. I don't know where I am. Nothing makes sense. And that may go on for a really long time. And I've been in that place for a while and onward. I mean, you know, I think that the best thing to do in those situations is you just embrace the question and uh, pay attention as much as possible to the textures that arise from being in that uncertainty and trust that eventually a new purpose will emerge. And there's really no way to predict it. It's, it's kind of like Daniel Quinn says about the Renaissance, uh, you know, the, the great Renaissance of the 1500s, 1400s. He said, if, if the people of the dark ages knew what the Renaissance was or knew that it would be coming, that would have been the Renaissance. Like in the dark ages, they had no idea that there was a Renaissance right around the corner. This explosion of art and knowledge and culture, they had no idea. And then it happened all of a sudden. One day it just happened. And so we've got to go through those those periods. Uh, and um, I wanted to share that. I thought it was fitting for the last episode, uh, of, or at least my time on this podcast. And um, to anybody listening who might be experiencing something similar, you're not alone. We're all in this together. It's totally normal, apparently. And we're going to get through it. And what's next is really exciting. We just won't know until it happens. I literally have nothing to add that was perfect. That's how we're going to end it. Hmm. Let's uh, let's get out of here before one of us says something even slightly less enlightened. <laughs> All right. Amen. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Today's episode was produced and co-hosted by me, of course, Trevor Algott and AJ Meyer. Jen Levin, as always, our steadfast production coordinator. Visit us online at insideacting.net. You can sign up for our email dispatch, um, listen to all of our episodes, which will remain online no matter what happens for as long as possible. And the email dispatch will keep you up to date on what's next, as will all of our social media, which is also where you can find us. And pretty much uh, for the time being, anyway, wherever else you get your podcasts. And if this podcast has meant anything to you over the years and you would like to show us some love in a very uh, tangible way, feel free to kick us a dollar or two. If, even if you just loved one episode and that episode was worth a dollar to you, uh, that will help keep this thing online for other actors and creatives to, to benefit from for hopefully a long time. Uh, you can do all that at InsideActing.net. Oh, well, that's it for episode 314 and for uh, the foreseeable future. Uh, thank you for listening for the last couple of hours and for the last almost 10 years. We'll see you soon. And until then, thank you, Trevor. Trevor.